I want to break down the process of identifying jealousy and translating that into something that is really helpful for you. Hey, you. You're listening to Not Yet, the podcast about our relationships and how they're the keys to our self-discovery. I'm your host, Paige Polk. I'm a community builder and Emmy award-winning digital media artist, channeling the powers of introspection. You're in the right place if you're mindful about the world you create and believe it's possible for us all to belong. I'm so grateful you're here. Now let's start the show. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Not Yet, the podcast about our relationships with ourselves and others and how they're the keys to a purpose-driven and fulfilled life. I'm so excited to talk to y'all today because we are talking about jealousy, that green monster that everyone knows very intimately uh, and how we can get to know her as a tool. Uh, because like every emotion, like every feeling that we have, it's just data about how we're perceiving the world around us, how we're perceiving the people around us. And also it holds a lot of information about the way that we want to experience our lives. Who's the first person you can remember being jealous of? I know for me, I remember it being my mom, oddly enough. I remember being jealous of her at a few different times in my life. One, when I was very small, maybe kindergarten. It seems like a very early memory for me. Um, And it was when I was braiding her hair. Uh, I remember thinking, wow, my mom has such beautiful, long, healthy, gorgeous hair. I really want hair like this. And I think that that is an example of jealousy at its purest. Because when I was feeling that desire for that hair, (laughs) I thought about it with all the love that I could muster because I loved my mom. I loved everything about her. I thought and still think she is one of the most amazing people on this planet. And when I was a little six-year-old, I would braid her hair and I was so grateful that um, she would let me that close to it (laughs) and that she would let me that close to her. And I remember being amazed like from the tactile experience of touching hair even to this day I really love doing things with my hands whether it's you know kneading bread like kneading sourdough or making candles or wrapping gifts I love doing things that allow me to feel different textures in my hands and that was one of the first experiences I remember having with something that I still see as integral to my identity, something that I genuinely love to this day. And I think that jealousy can be helpful in that sense. I think it can really show you who you want to be and that sort of liminal space between where you are now and where you're going. And on the other end of it, (laughs) it can be a monster. It can take over and start leading into fears of self-doubt and comparison and lack mentality. There is a difference in the way that you can experience jealousy. Uh, And I want to talk to you all about the ways that I've experienced it in the past and the ways that I am active about experiencing it from this point on, especially as it pertains to building a business. I 
can't think of too many people that I knew personally growing up who were proud entrepreneurs. I knew a lot of folks who maybe had a nine to five and they would do something on the side as a hobby and they could make money off of it. And it was usually the thing that they were really passionate about. But as far as people diving right in and, and like full throttle committing to it, I got a lot of my inspiration from that, uh, looking outside of my traditional community. Uh, I grew up in the internet age, so all I had to do was type into google.com or Tumblr was really the thing when I was younger. And I would see people who were, I don't know, uh, building a cum cake enterprise or a fashion empire. I remember Sophia Amarusa was really big when I was younger. Um, she is the founder of Nasty Gal, if you do not know. And I I was mesmerized. I thought that that was so cool. And I also had a very limited internal framework of how that would even work. I, I didn't know the first thing about seed capital. I didn't even know what that was. I didn't know how to hire people. I didn't know how to schedule my days in a way that was productive. I didn't even know how to sell a product, sell an experience, sell a service. I didn't know how to price things. So a lot of my inspiration really came from watching other people. And I honed in really really early on about the power of jealousy to help you figure out what it is that you're attracted to and what it is that you want. Yet somehow I know that when it comes to seeing people in real life, people that I actually know that seem a little bit more tangible, that has been the challenge for me when it comes to jealousy. Because when I see people that I either know in my immediate circle or who's a friend of a friend or uh, somebody who has the same mentor as me or, you know, just someone that, you know, Kevin Bacon, the degrees of separation, it starts to feel a little bit more real, right? And then I start comparing myself of, oh, wait, this person uh, launched this video series by the time they were 23. What have I been doing? Or um, this person has a, a YouTube series or this person has this crazy award. And I start feeling like I am not enough. Like that is a cycle that I, uh, I struggle with to this day about sort of pausing and acknowledging that just because somebody else is going on a certain path in their journey, entrepreneurial, spiritually, or creatively, that doesn't necessarily mean that I have to take that road because everyone is here for a different purpose. Um, But there is some value in, in acknowledging that. And Uh, I want to break down the process of identifying jealousy and translating that into something that is really helpful for you, whether it is in your personal path, your personal journey, your career journey, uh, even when it comes to managing that in a relationship with someone you know personally. There is a way that I've navigated it um, and continue to grow in this. Um, The first step is to identify that the jealousy is even there. Uh, Where does it live in your body and where does it live in your mind? I know that for me, jealousy lives in my stomach. So the top half of my stomach, my solar plexus area above my belly button, it starts getting really tense. Um, And sometimes I'll feel so tense in my solar plexus that I uh, 
feel it for days. Like it doesn't unclench for a couple of days and I have to actively breathe through it to relax it. Um, I also feel it in my heart. Um, when I feel it in my heart, it's super intense and I might be looking at something or looking at an experience or a person that I feel is sort of triggering the jealousy. Then I'm like, oh, wait, wait, I'm really, really excited about this. And my heart just like, if you were here, you'd see that I'm pounding, <laughs> pounding my heart. That is a really, really big thing for me as far as my body. When it comes to my mind, that is where that spectrum of sort of healthy jealousy to self-sabotage jealousy lives for me. So the first example of good jealousy is what I used earlier about my mom and um, feeling love at the foundation of it, of like, wow, that is awesome. Like A-W-E, like I feel inspired, enthusiastic, joyous, and also grateful to be around this uh, experience uh, because I feel that it's fueling the direction that I want to be going. And in that example, it was, um, I had a love of tactile experiences. And so, um, I was jealous of my mom to be able to play with her hair all the time, but I was also really grateful that she would allow me to play with her hair. The other end of that spectrum is discounting other people's success. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> For those in the back, a really negative and harmful aspect of jealousy is when you start to discount other people's success. So they might have done something that you think is absolutely outstanding and you start questioning, well, their parents are rich. So that's the reason that they had access to the resources to make this happen or oh, like their best friend is famous. They're probably not even qualified. Or, oh, they just got lucky. They went viral that one time and then they got all of this attention and it just spiraled down from there. So you start looking for things to sort of pick apart the things that are making them blossom to invalidate them, to make your, your you feel a little bit better. Uh, don't do that. <laughs> I say don't do that because it the only person that you're hurting is yourself. The only person you're hurting in your, is yourself because you're fueling your own negativity. You are limiting your own capacity for greatness by discounting other people's wins. Because in your mind, you're contorting this bizarre story that success can only be achieved by a miracle or that success can only be achieved by something that is completely beyond the scope of your experience. And that's not necessarily true. It's not. It's not true at all, actually. Your success is inevitable. You just have to get out of your own way um, and be true to who you are. And probably the person that you're jealous of is being true to who they are. Uh, and that might also be something that you yourself are jealous of. Yeah. So step one, identify what the jealousy is, um, where it lives in your body, where it lives in your mind. And then the second step is to discover and interrogate what it is that you want when you're feeling that jealousy. So your desires pretty much always come down to a feeling, an emotion of some sense. Because if you want 
millions of dollars, right? You don't want millions of dollars just to say you have a million dollars. You want millions of dollars because that millions of dollars is going to help you feel a certain way. It might help you feel secure. It might help you feel successful. It might help you feel proud of yourself. It might help you feel like you've achieved something. Um, Same thing for a life partner, a romantic partner. You don't want the romantic partner just to say, oh, look at this person I have. You want the romantic partner because you want to feel valued, because you want to feel appreciated, because you want to feel loved, because you want to um, feel excited about a future you get to build with someone. And, you know, some of the shadow sides of that could actually be you want to feel uh, complete, You can't actually feel complete from another person, but that's a whole nother podcast episode. But, you know, the point I'm trying to get across is you want something because of the way that it'll make you feel. So when you do feel jealous of someone, it's really important to identify what it is about that situation that's making you feel that in your body and making you feel that in your mind. One example I have actually is about someone that I really admire. Um, Her name is Fleur Lusink. She is a spiritual medium and a coach. I think she's also a coach as well and an author. The first access I had to her work was from a quote from a blogger talking about how she was a medium for the stars. And I thought that was really interesting. I don't know, these millionaires, billionaires sitting at home talking with a spiritual medium about their transitioned loved ones. It seemed a little, I don't know what the word is. Maybe it's fake. It seemed fake to me. And alert, alert. This is one of the alerts I told you to look out for when you start discounting other people's success. I could not believe that there was someone who was making a lifestyle out of their spiritual connection and making a lot of money off of it. Because in my head, I was like, oh, you know, spirituality is really only for the person. Um, You can't actually help other people with your spirituality. That seems like it is selfish or um, like uncharacteristic of what I wanted for my life. And when I read about her, I was captivated because I was like, oh, like this brilliant woman, um, has lived a really exciting life. You know, she was born in Germany and then moved to California and had her own experience with discovering she was a medium. And it just seemed too beyond my scope of understanding. And that was the thing that I needed to look at in my own self. I was like, oh, wow, I'm seeing this other person's success as a barrier to mine when in no situation is that actually true. This person is living their life and I can also live my life. I don't have to knock anyone off of their own horse. To use that metaphor, we can all have a horse and to this day, I actually really closely follow her work. I have her book. Uh, I follow her on all the social channels because I'm like, wow, this woman very genuinely sees the power of connection with your intuition, with your guides, with your ancestors. And she truly lives to serve, to serve those around her uh, by building her own connection to her own spirituality and being a medium, literally a person as a transitionary space between our natural world and the spirit world. And 
I'm super grateful that I discovered her work. I'm super grateful that I recognized that I was discounting her own success. And I'm super grateful that I realized that she was doing something that I genuinely care for. She was doing something that I genuinely want to do in my life. Like I want to surround myself with spirituality. Like I want to build a community of folks who have their own spiritual awareness and I also want to make it my job and just because it's my job doesn't discount the sincerity of it it doesn't discount the legitimacy of it and if anything me committing to this as my life's work makes it even more real and I'm super grateful for that which leads me to the very final stage of acknowledging jealousy and channeling it into something positive for your life, which is to diffuse all of the anger or self-doubt that you're directing outwards into something positive, into love and appreciation. All roads lead to gratitude. I will say that all the time. And when you feel an uncomfortable feeling in your mind or body, it is always information pointing you toward what you want and or away from what you don't want. It's just up to you to pick up the clues and move accordingly. Jealousy is no different. When you see something that is going right for you, you go in that way and when you acknowledge that someone else is doing something that really, really excites you, that you are captivated by, that you might even think is impossible and someone can show you that it's not impossible, not only is it not impossible, but it's very tangible, especially when you're falling in line with your truth. That is a gift that that person has given you. And probably... They'd be really happy to know that they made that positive impact on you. That doesn't mean that you have to reach out to them every time you feel jealousy. (laughs) That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying that it's important to you that when you are feeling that experience in your own body that you recognize it for yourself because no one is out to get you. People, for the most part, aren't even thinking about you at all. They're just trying to make it through this thing called life and experience some joy and some honesty along the way. So, yeah love and appreciation. And when you are in a mode of transition and you're really calling a new chapter for your life and you're really trying to be this new best version of yourself, the law of attraction will work. (laughs) When you say you want something for your life, it will show up often in the form of people who are doing something that's similar. And it's really important that when that does show up in your life, that you can call it what it is and see, oh, that's my spade. The spade's the spade. This is an opportunity for growth. This is an opportunity for introspection. This is an opportunity for me to examine the barriers that I've put on my psyche and my experience on this earth and walk accordingly. Nothing new exists under the sun, but the way that you interpret or express an idea is uniquely yours. And you are not only allowed to be inspired by the work and life of others, you are supposed to be inspired by the work and life of other people. And you're supposed to continue it. You're supposed to keep the giving tree going. When you are living in your truth and doing what you're supposed to doing, you're supposed to be doing, you are giving other people permission to do the same because they see how alive you are. When you're shining, people can see it. 
from a mile away. Actually, I had a friend tell me this when I was having dinner with her. She said, do you know that you just shine like the sun? Like I saw it when we walked into this restaurant. I saw it when you're speaking to our waitress. I see it when we're sitting at our table and we're thinking about what food you're going to be. You just seem so joyous. And that really warmed my heart. Because I am, I do feel joyous and I, in large part, have so many amazing examples of joy to thank for that. People like Fleur, people like Ebony Davis, the model and entrepreneur and humanitarian who is building her own empire around the world with wellness at the forefront, um, thinking about the beauty industry and also spirituality. Uh, Also, Kylie C. She's an actress on Healing TikTok. Also, people in my own life that I know personally, uh, like my mom, who is a testament to the power of healing no matter what stage in your life that you're at. It's in part from my inspiration from these lovely ladies that I am building the Not Yet digital community, which is an online and in-person experience that's in line with the topics we discuss on the show, spirituality, identity, expansion, and our relationships with ourselves and the folks around us that are helping us become the aware, enlightened, and purpose-filled people of our dreams. So if you're an artist, entrepreneur, spirituality junkie, and this sounds right up your alley, stay on the hook for this because I'll be launching it November 1st, 2021. You'll get alerts about this if you follow us on our Instagram at notyetseries. Thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Not Yet. The podcast is hosted by me, Paige Polk, and produced by Paige Polk International. The show art is made by Elizabeth Olguin, and the music is by Elder. Don't forget to subscribe here. And if you want more of this love in your life, visit notyetseries.com to join the Not Yet Project and community. I'll see you next week.